Hello, everybody. This is um, Random Sage with Marianne from Revealing Light. Thanks for tuning into my weekly podcast. Sometimes it might be more than weekly, but uh, I try and be as consistent as I can. Thank you to the uh, new listeners or the old and new listeners. Welcome to you. Thanks for for uh, listening or watching, whichever way you're you're uh, supporting this podcast. Okay, so um, I want to look. I want to go to Ukraine today, um, and this was very much after seeing Zelensky talk in front of the UN or address the UN, and he was again making a plea for the world to do more. He he referenced the kidnapping uh, of uh, thousands and thousands of Ukrainian children that were taken away, forcefully taken away from their parents and taken to Russia, many not ever heard from since the beginning of the invasion of Ukraine. Um, This is the subject of a war crime. The International Court, Criminal Court, has actually found Putin uh, guilty of this kidnapping, and he's actually a wanted man by the International Court. Yet, Zelensky had to literally bring out his bowl, uh, beggar's bowl, um, and and really plead with the world not to give up, to keep supporting Ukraine, that the Ukrainian uh, people had paid such a high price to defend democracy across the world, that it was Ukrainian uh, men and women, young men and women, old men and women um, of all ages that were going to the front lines and sacrificing their lives to stop the march of Russia, the aggression of Vladimir Putin in his bid to reassemble the old USSR. In many of my readings, uh, my uh, psychic um, uh, readings of the past delving into Ukraine, uh, I've given it, I've taken a lot of time with Ukraine uh, because it causes me, my heart to ache, that they have to sacrifice so much. And so I looked at what would have happened if when Putin launched his blitzkrieg uh, on Ukraine in February 2022, and they got within uh, kilometres of uh, Kiev, the capital of Ukraine, the Ukraine's, uh, Ukrainians mounted a massive defence, which shocked and surprised the Russians, and they were able to drive out uh, the Russia, the Russians uh, from their march uh, on that particular front and thwart Putin's plans for a quick victory, a quick takeover, a quick invasion of a sovereign nation. What would have happened if the Ukrainians weren't so weren't so determined to defend their their home soil, their land. Well, uh, intuitively, I have seen uh, through uh, my uh, clairvoyance that when uh, that Putin would have kept going, that Russia would have kept going. They wouldn't have stopped at Ukraine. They would have again uh, marched on into uh, the Baltic com- countries. And depending on the world's response, into Poland itself. And the previous president of the United States, who is now a criminal, 
a criminal defendant, 91 indictments, criminal indictments, under still under investigation, more to come on that yet, had planned on taking the US out of NATO. And so Russia would have marched right on in, into Poland with a much, much weakened NATO. But things didn't go according to Putin's plans. The criminal defendant Trump did not win the 2020 US election. That didn't stop Putin. Uh, that never really stops um, author an authoritarian march. One loss does not stop an authoritarian's march. And so they miscalculate. And he mis miscalculated on Ukrainian resistance. He miscalculated on a united NATO, a united Europe, uh, along with a, um, a united Western world, including parts of Asia, Asian countries, Japan, South Korea. He just didn't bank on the reaction. And so uh, the, the invasion of Ukraine has been dug in, dug in, and Ukrainians continue to die on the battlefield to really to stop an authoritarian's march. What was what would have been the end game once Russia and Putin had started to reassemble the, U, the USSR, the Soviet Union? What would have been the outcome of all of that? Well, I actually saw a nuclear war. So uh, I would say these um, social media megaphone voices who say that our support of Ukraine has could lead to a nuclear war, I say to you that it our uh, non-support of Ukraine would have definitely led to a nuclear war because the power would have been in Putin's hands through a through the disunity of the world. Uh, however, the world came together. The Western world and parts of uh, these, the, the supporters of Ukraine, um, many, many countries uh, came together to unite to stop the march of Vladimir Putin to avoid a world war. However, now uh, it's been dragging on. We have a small country like you, smaller country like Ukraine, up against Vladimir Putin's army. And what are we doing? We're providing money so that they for weapons and to fund their sacrifice, to fund their defence. Yet over the months and years, the um, the continual attacks on social media, the the also, the hardships that we're enduring uh, post, in a post-pandemic world has seen certain sections of society question the aid to Ukraine. I'm not sure what they think would happen. They want Ukraine to give away, to do the deal and give away the eastern, south, I think it's southeastern part of their country, the Donetsk, Crimea region which has already been invaded by Russia, um, they want Ukraine to just give that to Russia and saying that that will stop Vladimir Putin. It won't. 
because in 2014 he he the world stood by and did nothing while while Putin invaded Crimea their answer was we'll sanction Russia and what did that do that led it was a I'm going to say a weak response to an invasion of Crimea by uh, in part the United Nations whose role is to you know to look at these conflicts to to find solutions and to stop the aggressive march I know that the United Nations is only as good as it, as its members states well let that fall where it may but it didn't stop putin in 2014 from continuing continuing his invasion of ukraine in 2022 why on earth if you capitulate to an aggressor do you think that they would stop becoming aggressive so many of the countries that are supporting ukraine have said we are here till the end with you because i they understand what will happen should putin win should russia win and i want to say for those that are worried about a protracted war uh, russia is very much weakened ukraine has uh, is now uh, really striking at the heart of Russia's defences in Crimea. It uh, last week um, bombed the naval headquarters. It's told its citizens, any citizens, Ukrainian citizens in in Crimea who can leave to get out, because that the Ukrainians are going to go all the way, all the way to try and retake Crimea. Unfortunately, it's always darkest before the dawn, and I do feel that Putin has uh, something up his sleeve. I pray that it is not a chemical weapon attack on Ukraine. But the Ukrainians are survivors. I uh, also, in as you know, I've talked about my history with cancer and survive, my own survivorship. And so... I'm not complacent. The Ukrainians are not complacent. The Balkan states, the Scandinavian states who live with the threat of Russia, they're not complacent. They understand the truth of this. That if Ukraine doesn't stop Russia's march, aggressive march to conquer sovereign nations and expand its empire, then uh, the world is, is, is... going to face great peril we are not complacent we are we have faced peril if you're a survivor you have faced peril whatever the trauma grief or loss that you face you understand suffering you understand sacrifice and you understand a determination and a will to succeed in ukraine the atrocities are there for us to see the atrocities committed by the Russian army have been evidenced, have been documented, have been filmed. We've heard uh, survivors' stories. We've heard um, the narration and evidence of the atrocities committed in, in Ukraine. We also know that Putin has been charged by the International Criminal Court of 
crimes against humanity in taking the, those Ukrainian children and trying to wipe out Ukrainian culture and identity. That's called genocide. We've seen what happened in Bakhmut in Ukraine, the torturing of civilians and soldiers, the summary execution, shooting them in the back, cutting off their hands, terrible atrocities that we have not seen up, up, up front in a very, very long time. What more proof do we need? Yet, yet, Russia still has a seat on the Security Council in the United Nations. If that doesn't cause you to be, to have be flooded with a bizarre sense of irony, I don't know what will. The UN, that security seat was given to the Soviet Union when Russia reformed into a new state. Nothing, it, it, that didn't, the fine print didn't change. It was still the Soviet Union's seat. The UN could, could and w- won't for some reason say to Russia, your actions, this seat belonged to the former Soviet Union uh, it's not yours to have your behaviour, what you've done in invading a sovereign nation. Uh, you no longer have this seat. The UN won't do that. No decisive action has been taken by the United States to push back on the invasion of Ukraine. So what good is it? The UN, I'm calling for reform of the UN if you can't, if the president of Ukraine has to stand up and give you a lecture on not taking any action on the kid kidnapping of tens of thousands of Ukrainian children taken away from their country, then what, what good do you do in this world when it comes down to it. What good do you do when it comes down to it? I know not everybody uh, agrees with me on the United Nations. They, I want to say that they do a lot of good in uh, developing countries. Um, they are still a forum for the world to debate, you know, bring forward motions and resolutions that do do good in many areas. However, if the world is on the brink of an aggressive invasion by an authoritarian dictator who is wanted in the criminal court and you still give them a seat at your security, World Security Council, then you have failed. You have not passed a very fundamental test of your effectiveness. The current president of the um, United Nations, one of my viewers has told me was a, was a, or the current leader was um, either the prime minister or president of Poland. And uh, he was pretty ineffective there. Maybe it's time 
for new leadership. So uh, I'm going to look at whether or not Ukraine can ultimately, through their this survivorship that has a magical, mystical, um, divine sovereignty in itself, whether or not Ukraine can win and push Russia right out of their borders, can retake Crimea, Crimea can go all the way. Despite, despite the UN, the UN's inaction, and despite the the dissension from within the United States and other places, honestly, what do they know about Ukraine's survivorship? What do they understand about Ukraine's survivorship? Nothing. Nothing. All right, let's uh, let's take a look here. I want to see can Ukraine win? Can Ukraine win? Can Ukraine win? Can it push Russia from its borders? Can Ukraine win? Can it push Russia from its borders? There will eventually be a some kind of accord or peace deal being done. I'm seeing Zelensky sitting down at a. Uh, at a some kind of, I'm just hearing the word rectification. Can Ukraine push Russia out of its borders? Okay, the card that comes out, I'm pulling from the Spellcaster Tarot for those that are listening to me is the Ten of Cups. The Ten of Cups is family. It is my card that most illustrates peace. And we get temperance crossing that or alongside of it. Temperance is all about moderation. It's the temperance angel, which I talked about in a previous podcast. If you haven't listened to the temperance angel, I think I did it two weeks ago, go and have a listen to it because that's an important podcast about uh, healing and about balance. Um so we hear, we have here very good cards for Ukraine as the signifier cards. Again, survivorship has a divine force behind it. The King of Swords is at the foundation of this reading, planning and strategy and wisdom, wisdom in the fight, wisdom in the battlefield. Can Ukraine win? It is also the law. Now, even though we haven't had war crimes being tried yet, we possibly will in the future in the Hague. In the past, we have the Knight of Cups. It was a quick invasion. It was perhaps helped along by those that would betray Ukraine. We have the King of Cups crowning this reading, and that is wisdom, divine wisdom, maturity, there for the long game. No, nothing quick about this. The King of Cups is a benign energy flowing through this. It's also the US support for Ukraine is what makes the difference. So in a way, this is, and I've talked about this before, 
the US and the uh, countries that are supporting Ukraine are supporting Ukraine for their freedom. And they understand that at a very uh, rock-solid emotional level. Europe understands that. The UK understands that. The good deal of Americans, the good part of America, hang on, how do I word this? It's not, I don't know if it's the majority, but those that matter in the US support Ukraine for the long, for the long haul, which is why Ukraine and why Putin fought so hard to interfere in American politics. We have here the Empress card. That's the earth itself, uh, but it is Mother Russia in the immediate future. So I do feel that Putin has something up his sleeve. Could it be chemical attack? It might be. In the uh, present day, we have the, the chariot card. Things going very, very quickly. I know we think it's gone slowly, but... Speak to those people in Ukraine. Speak to the Russians that have been mobilised against their will. Speak to the Russians who've left their country because they don't believe in this war. Speak to the downfall and erosion. Well, not so much downfall, erosion of Putin's power base. These events have moved very, very quickly. We have something. I feel that Ukraine is going to push forward in a very important way soon, present. It's in the present position. We're going to see some kind of very quick pushback by Ukraine. The Knight of Pentacles in the hopes and fears, consistency. Will you will you be with us as we fight for our survival? We fight for our survival, but our survival is tied up with yours in so many ways. In the US, you've seen what? foreign influence in your elections and in your politics has done to your country. Ukraine's survivorship is tied up in ours. And yes, we get the Ace of Swords. That's the outcome, the truth. And I've I've done so many podcasts where I talk about this age and era that we live in is all about establishing and clarifying the truth. Such a such a shame that it has had to come to this, that it's had to come to the matter of survival <laughs> to establish and bring people to the table of the truth. Crane can win, though we have here choices the choices that we make, and here's the kicker in all of this, it's the choices that we make that will determine whether or not Ukraine can win the war. It is that or win the invasion or push Putin back, push the aggressor back, push the would-be conqueror back. It's our choices that influence that. And we have the Ten of Swords. We have something ending and we have stability being Re-establish. So the potential here is for Ukraine to win, to go all the way, but very much that is dependent on our actions.
we have the page of wands and the devil at the base of the pack and judgment. Judgment and inevitability uh, that there will be a new day and that Ukraine will take that win. We have the star of hope as well, which is what I always like to see. I feel that um, I feel ultimately whatever happens between now and the end of this invasion, this deal that they sit down and do, when I say deal, it's it's a it's a rectification, a rectification. I feel that Putin will be literally it's a justice card here. I've always seen that he faces an assassination, but I feel that in the larger scheme of things, I feel that divine justice will tie his hands, whether that's literally or not, could be an arrest but I see also an assassination. Putin has the downfall here, not Ukraine and not our faith and our belief and our steadfastness in Ukraine's survivorship because Ukraine's survivorship means our survivorship. Thank you for tuning in to Random Sage with Marianne from Revealing Light uh, and your support of the podcast. I'll be back again with another, another podcast soon. Bye for now.